to It's a Scary Life with uh, your host, me, Melody, and my wonderful and delightful co-host, Ellen. Aw, thanks. <laughs> we got new mics. We, yes, my dear older brother, who is a tech geek and raised by the same perfectionist that I was, <laughs> um, sent us a wonderful sound mixer and mics, and we couldn't be more thankful. Thank you so much. Uh, Melody literally texted me this week and was like, my brother sent us the coolest stuff. (laughs) And I was so excited to get here. I like came in and I was like, where is it? Yeah. Let me see the present. Yeah. So thank you very much. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I love the feeling of a real mic in my hand. Although it's not currently in my hand. Well, yeah. (laughs) And we don't have to, like, be, like, hunched over in a blanket fort this week, which is, you know, blanket forts are fun, but it's, like, almost summer. Yeah, it's it's a 70-something outside and humid today, and a blanket fort would have been gross today. Really gross. I legit would have just stripped naked before. Oh, same. Just before we recorded. (laughs) And sat there with baby wipes wiping me. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, listen, if I got some too, because like the under, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't need to know that. We could just wrap Ellen in a towel. Oh, that'd be so warm. Oh, <laughs> oh. but it at least it absorbs the moisture. Like I sweat in my sleep and the only mm. thing that keeps me from waking up every hour is putting a towel in between my legs. That's fair. <laughs> okay, fair. I still would not like it. (laughs) (laughs) So now that you know far too much about us. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Melody, what do you got for me this week? So she's had a few clues. But this week. Yes. We are talking about today. We're going to go a little more terrifying than usual. Melody. More terrifying than dead children. Yes. Melody. We will not be talking about the death of others today. Nope. Nothing so safe as that. Are we today? talking about our own mortality? Yes. Well, I challenge you to think about your own death. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Oh I want to be old. I'm so delighted. <laughs> um, and, you know, what, what, what are you going to do with your body? What are we going to do? When we die, this is not a conversation about the afterlife. I'm going to leave that to your ministers, rabbis, priestesses, priestesses, whoever you follow. No, I'm talking about decomposition and how you want to do that. I personally want to be buried like in a green burial and like maybe have like a tree or like some cool, cool flowers with like other properties growing on me and out of me. Because, like, trees will literally, like, eat a body. Yeah, they will. It's you will so cool. You literally become a tree in death. I want to be a fucking tree. There are many a tree placed over graves in um, Graceland Cemetery. Mm-hmm. So those trees are literally people. Hell yeah. It's kind of like I in, love like, it. original Cinderella stories. How, <laughs> like, no, she plants the stick and her mom becomes... Yeah, right. When they actually have her mother in this story, right? Which I think is a fun alternative to like a fairy godmother, which is also fun. Exactly. I mean, I played the evil stepmother, so I don't really get to have an opinion on this. Oh, it was so fun! I got the best costume. I looked like a 
like a Victorian governess. It was so great. Cool. Yeah. Anyways. Cool, cool, cool. So we're all going to die. Yep. And hopefully we will be old mm-hmm. and have lived a full life. But no matter what age or life we've had, we're all going to die. Mm. It's just, it's the truth. No one is immortal and that is beautiful. Except me. i'm kidding i'm far too lazy to deal with immortality yeah i wouldn't want to be immortal i would hate watching humanity wait watching humanity go through the same cycle over and over and over again like how tedious living eternally must be i could go into the woods i mean <laughs> i don't see why you're sticking with okay humans Baba the whole Yaga. Time. i'm just saying listen <laughs> when i was eight my like ideal career path that i knew was not possible was like an 80 year old herbalist in colonial america i love that <laughs> i w- i was like we had to create a character for theater class, and I was like, I know exactly who I want to be. And Aww. it is an old lady who is mad at everyone, but also can cure everyone. I was Edgar Allan Poe's cousin wife, Ooh. <laughs> who died of tuberculosis during her time on her deathbed when I did that exercise in high school. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho. Yeah. <laughs> so... Dying is just a part of being alive in these fragile meat suits that we call bodies. And in our culture, it's treat death is treated as this huge taboo to the point that even the process of grieving is taboo beyond um, the amount of time it that it makes other people comfortable. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you'll hear, oh, my God, like, why do you still care about that? It was so long ago. And it's like, because their fucking father died. That's why. People (laughs) say that? Who the fuck is saying that? Right? Like, grief does not have an end. Um, Like, in, in my observations and experience, when someone really matters to you, grief never truly ends. Yeah. There's there's always a piece of you that misses them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, I think that's the worst part of death is being the survivor, not the person who's dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm not terrified of dying. I just don't want to leave people. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so today we're diving into thinking about our own deaths and what we would like to do with our rotting corpses. Cool, 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 cool. Um, no one is the exception. No one is immune, and you will die, and your loved ones will need to know what to do with your body. So what do you want to do with your body? What what are our options? Mm-hmm. Um, can you put yourself into cake and have people eat it at your funeral? No, not legally. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> there's some like food, <laughs> health, and safety <laughs> issues, and also... But there's a lot of people who want to do that, or at like least they joke about ashes? it. Like, as ashes? Or like yeah. blood cake, okay. Yeah, like they get cr- oh blood cake. Is well, I'm just saying no, but like before. you'd want to do like a meat dish, right? Like a blood sausage or something. No, it's usually people want to like get cremated and put themselves into the cake. Well, that's not going to taste good. Exactly. No, <laughs> I mean if you want someone to consume you, which like 
to each their own fine please like please don't have someone consume you that's been a thing in history we'll talk about that in an episode well, i actually. mean i think that i think that when there is consensus like between the person who has died and the person doing the eating fine it's not my thing but okay okay we're gonna have an interesting episode soon. Oh, because you're <laughs> gonna be freaked out, and I'm just gonna be over here like the only reason that I don't eat people is because I feel uncomfortable about it, and also I'm not super fond of pork. Like, <laughs> I'm. That's it. That's it. Like, it's a little squicky to me personally, but I don't see a problem with other people doing it as long as everything's above board and like nobody is like tricked into eating people. Hannibal Lecter. Nice. Like, yeah. Okay. People is meat. You just said we were in fragile meat suits. That is true. Meat is meat. I mean, I I consider human beings to be food for other species. I'm not the... I'm one of those people like cannibalism in moments of desperation great any other time please go to therapy but Uh. what if it's a cultural thing i mean what if what if it is a sign of respect and everybody's chill with it i mean to each their own but i am disgusted okay that's fair (laughs) so there's some parts i'm gonna sit over here (laughs) grossed out and you live your life okay but the second you smell cooking meat you're gonna like probably enjoy that smell yes (laughs) just like how it can be tempting to have sex with a republican but i have never done that what is it and i mean i say this as a person whose first boyfriend was a republican yeah but then you know they're but then you once you learn their political affiliations and you're like oh you think poor people don't deserve like basics of life it's less hot true still pretty sometimes Mm. you just have to look at them you don't have to talk during sex no but i mean they get less pretty in my opinion that's true the more you learn about them the more i learn about a person it does determine how they look to me as well yes nobody thinks i'm gorgeous i do that's because you are i think you are too anyways I thought you were pretty the day we met. Aw, that's so sweet. I'm sorry, I forgot to talk into my hard palate. <laughs> <laughs> that Aww. actually did pick up because it was so high-pitched. Excellent. So, I would like to start by discussing a couple um, myths that surround dead bodies that, you know, came up because of why else but capitalistic gain. <laughs> is this the embalming stuff? Yeah. Can we shout out to uh Caitlin Doty? Yeah. Yeah, so Caitlin Doty is the wonderful mortician from Ask a Mortician on YouTube. She has multiple books. Um Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, Your Cat Will Eat Your Eyeballs. She has another book. I can't remember the title off the top of my head. I just like watching her YouTube videos. Yeah. I want to get my hands on her uh Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs since I work with kids. Exactly. And like sometimes they ask awkward questions and i'm like i'm guessing yeah yeah um but caitlin doty is a brilliant mortician who has been providing death content on youtube since like 2012 Mm -hmm. and i use quite a few of her videos actually as a resource for this because i was like yes this is an actual mortician who is going to accurately tell me the process of these things yeah um 
but yeah, she's fantastic. She is a goth queen. And she's I very into natural burials. Like, that's her yes. whole... Yeah. Yeah, so her um, collective, I guess it would be, yeah. is the Order of the Good Death. And her funeral home is a part of that collective. Mm -hmm. They very much are about natural burial and green burial. They are just... I think they're fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like Caitlin Doty and the weird glass thing she made out of her mother or out of her mother yeah. and her cremated ashes because that's something you can do when you cremate. You can have it turned into a piece of glass. I mean, it's really metal. Wait, that is so metal. It's very metal. So metal. 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 <laughs> okay, okay, so... <laughs> How did capitalism ruin <laughs> death, Melody? So funeral directors, or um, technically at this point, they were just referred to as embalmers because they were people who were trained along the war front Ooh, to embalm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, in the 1800s, saw an opportunity to capitalize on this new technology that they just learned. Of course they did. Of course, yeah. And it had emerged out of the Civil War because we had a necessity to preserve a body long enough to make it back yeah. hundreds, maybe a couple, maybe even a thousand plus miles home. Mm -hmm. So it could be buried by the family. So we got embalming and then like a rising ghost story from the Civil War. Oh, yes. Cool. Yes. Civil War battlefields are no fucking joke. No, yeah. It, mm, my grandmother lives in Fayetteville, Georgia, and girl, the the energy there kind of fucked comfortable. Mm. It's like right in the middle of General Sherman's strip. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that would uh, <laughs> that would do it. However, there is a really good Union song about that called yeah, "Marching Through Georgia," and it not gonna lie slaps. I am a big supporter of General Sherman, Fuck and yeah. I don't think he went far enough. <laughs> um, Anyways, but we'll talk about other reasons I'm a bad Jew another day. Why does it make you a bad Jew? The celebration of the death of one of God's creatures. Ah, eh, fair. <laughs> but like <laughs> ones who were profiting off the suffering and death of it would still be condemned as a human to celebrate that. Eh, only okay. only Hashem has that power. Fine. Anywho. Anywho, so families weren't too keen, keen on spending a lot of money on embalming a person who died at home. You don't say. Not miles away. Um, so in order to make embalming appealing, they created two major myths that are now illegal for any funeral home to tell you. So if a funeral home tries to tell you this, it's illegal and you need to report them. Um, so the first is that being is that caring for a dead body is much too complicated a job for the family to take on and it should only be left to professionals. It's not true. You you can clean a body. You can wrap it in a shroud yourself. This is all doable at home. Yeah. You could easily take care of it, get it to the funeral home to put in the casket, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, all preparation prior to, you can do. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Uh, the second major myth was that dead bodies are a hazard to the living and must be preserved in order to not be hazardous. Wait, but 
aren't embalming fluids like carcinogenic or whatever? Yes. Like super carcinogenic. Exactly. Yeah. They okay. are a major threat to humanity. And if there is flooding, the soil and groundwater can be contaminated oh, by embalming fluid. It happened in Ireland, not uh, 2014, I want to say. <gasps> 2013, maybe. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So an entire town had contaminated water. Oh, um, good thing that doesn't happen here. <coughs> it could very easily happen here. <coughs> and no, with Grayson Cemetery so close, I could have arsenic in my water so fast. Melody, do we need to <laughs> get you another filter? Oh God. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens with climate change. Melody, you gotta <laughs> you gotta stick around. <laughs> I know. Okay. Um. So decomposing flesh isn't exactly a pleasant thing to be around. It has a putrid smell that reviles us, um, but it is safe for people to be around dead bodies. In fact, being around dead body could be safer for you because once that body is cold, all disease-carrying viruses die too, Then that makes it safer than being around the living. Yeah, but the miasma melody. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bad smell, so obvious. No, I get it. Yeah. Also, perfumes exist, and you yeah. want to bury people fairly quickly this is why flowers at a funeral was a thing oh like you, you oh cover the smell okay. of the body it's sort of like the bouquet at a wedding you were covering the smell of yourself okay yeah europeans are gross and would only okay we know that bathe like once a year even though northern Everyone africans else. had already fucking taught them you need to bathe regularly whatever when um, has okay but when has europe <laughs> ever listened to Anyone who wasn't Africa. white. Or, yeah, <laughs> anyone who wasn't white, unless it directly monetarily benefited them. Exactly. And they could claim it as their own. <laughs> you can't colonize so bathing, yeah. can you? Never mind. Go on. <laughs> yes, you can. It's no. called self-care and bath bombs. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Hey. Oh, well, okay. Um having a breakdown <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like a dead body safer for you and yes it was common to put flowers and things for the same reason you would hold it at a wedding because you people didn't bathe. bathe yeah and so they would hold flowers to cover their own stench great <laughs> cool, 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 cool. this is why at one point in time a summer wedding was the worst thing to have oh. You wanted to have it in the winter. Yeah. You smelled nicer then. Um, so, let's see here. Where am I? Okay. So, for many people in mourning, spending time with the body can actually be a really important part of the grieving process, which is the idea of having a viewing in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, and... There are many cultures where people hold on to dead bodies of their loved ones for years before burying them. Mm -hmm. um, in one culture, people exhume their dead ancestors one a year for once a year for ritual purposes. Oh, nice! And then, not to mention the Chinese practice of ghost brides. But I'll uh, I'll yeah. do more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> I have but heard yeah, of that. Like yeah, as long as you are practicing hygiene after contact with the body you're fine yeah i just, just wash I've your heard hands about like yeah 
some non-consensual brides in the well Well, families i mean they have to get buried we'll get into that later (laughs) no but like people exhuming dead women and yeah yeah we'll we'll get into why okay 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 yep that first plot is not a permanent burial spot for them that's why they have to be exhumed we'll get into that okay So there are two different funeral types I'll be referring to. So I just want to do a simple overview so people understand. There's, Mm. of course, your big church or funeral home funeral that everyone can picture. Even if you haven't attended one, you've seen it in movies, in television. It's there. I don't have to explain that. Yeah. What I do need to explain is what's less likely to be seen is a natural home burial. So this is where the body stays at home and Mm -hmm. is cleaned and cared for by the family until they hold their own wake or funeral. And that can be within the home itself. They can transport the body to the funeral home for that as well. Um, Or church, whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever their preference. Whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, And so then once the funeral's over and they're finished with their body, they go to their grave or crematory chamber um, whatever the person's choice was. And um, home funerals are a very popular choice amongst people who want like natural burials and cremations because it's mm-hmm. just a very easy, cheaper way to take care of the dead. Mm-hmm. And it really helps with the grieving process. Like mm-hmm. if I can do this with my mother, I will. Um it's also good to talk to your relatives about, like, what they want to happen oh for yes. themselves. This is a very important conversation, especially as your loved ones age, mm-hmm. whoever they may be, parents or grandparents, whomever. Yeah. Because we all have aging friends and, I don't know, that weird neighbor you have that you really like. Who knows? Yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> <coughs> so... Getting into our first burial type, which is natural burial. Hell yeah. Classic. It's a classic because it's just, it's literally what we've done for millennia. (laughs) Yeah. Nice, Um, it's simple. But it's not widely used nowadays because of the culture that embalming created and the myths that were created around to make embalming popular, even though people don't actively think them they automatically just think oh someone's died I have to take them straight to the funeral home that's just like they don't even consider that they could care for the body themselves right um oh sorry yeah (laughs) I went away from the microphone for like a second (laughs) okay yes excellent so with natural burial the family death doula Whoever has been chosen. And yes, death doula is a very real profession. Um, they will very clean the metal. body, prepare the body. They also help people prepare for death as they are dying. It's yeah. wonderful. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so they'll um, wrap them into a shroud or possibly put them in some type of biodegradable casket for burial. Hell yeah. Um, a minimum of a shroud around a dead body is required by law in every state in the U.S. Okay, fair. And as far as I know, is also required in the U.K. and Canada. Um, I couldn't really check too much about what 
what's going on in Europe because there's like the EU laws and then there's the f- other 40 odd countries. So, <laughs> oh yeah. If y'all are going to be <laughs> If you're going to have a European Union, you got to everybody's got economics I than know. it is about law, which I respect. But it would make it easier for me specifically <laughs> as a person, <laughs> which is how all international policy should be decided. Exactly. <laughs> it should cater to Americans. Oh no, not Americans. <laughs> me. <laughs> um and uh, there isn't a single cemetery that would let you put a body in the ground without any type of coverage. So <laughs> they just, they would look at you pretty horrified if you were trying to do that. So despite the fact that this is actually like how we're supposed to go in the ground, um, not popular, mm. unfortunately. Um, but for the biodegradable casket for natural burial, you can see a cardboard box a plywood box, or your signature plain pine box. So the wood would just be unvarnished, mm-hmm. nice, ready for the um, soil and worms and all that to eat it. Okay, but I've seen, like, really extra, like, wicker. Oh, yes, yes. Wicker is also very popular. And here's the thing. And they're very beautiful. <laughs> they look they really be. pretty. <laughs> and they can have, like, biodegradable fabric, like, pillows. And for and some reason, yeah. that just tickles me. And with the wicker, it is very easy to decorate it with flowers. Yeah, and you can stick little notes in. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful way to be sentimental. Yeah, I know they're <laughs> slightly more expensive than, like, your plain boxes, but, like... But, I mean... If you're gonna if you're gonna have a natural burial, it's already gonna be less expensive. And like I'd in rather some ways, yeah. You still yeah. have to pay for the plot, which well, yeah. hopefully you have ahead of time. Yeah. But yeah, you have the plot, the shroud, whatever general funeral costs are. Yeah. And then or shroud or casket, I should have said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's generally going to be cheaper. It's not your cheapest option, though. We cover that later. Okay. <laughs> um, I still like the wicker. It's yeah. Just, it's fun. But yeah, many people, when they do natural bod- burial, they surround it with flowers and other yeah. plants and things. And it helps with the smell, as along with just making it a little bit prettier. And, and you can tuck some bulbs in there yeah. and like, <laughs> perfect. Exactly. Yes. Um, so the next option to do with your body is cremation yeah okay so i like fire but not that much (laughs) i mean you'd be dead at this point i understand that (laughs) but you know i've seen like one too many tv episodes where someone gets (laughs) buried alive and that's scary but like Mm. i've also read how to get out of that i don't know how to survive a crematory yeah. I'd be fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in order to get you in there, the person would probably have to have you unconscious in the first place. Absolutely. So. But I don't want to wake up inside. Yeah. That would be horrible. Yeah. It's kind of like all of the like stories of like people burning to death. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Fire is a horrible way to go. It's scary. I'd rather drown. It sounds. Yeah. Because well, it's like it's peaceful at the end, at least. Still bad. Not. <laughs> not. No. Um. But cremation is a process of heating the body until mm-hmm. it is ash and broken bones. Uh, most crematories require a container to rec- cremate the body inside, which 
pretty normal. Um, yeah. The simplest option being the same type of cardboard coffin that you would use in natural burial. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like you're going to... Yeah, yeah. It burns up quickly. It's very inexpensive for the family. And with the cardboard box, you can actually get a rented casket where the cardboard box just slides into the other casket. Oh. So you have something for that's the nicer for the ceremony. Oh. But then you slide them out and then you just go and cremate them. Oh, damn. That's great. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and then people will also have the same pine box, plywood, wicker options right. typically. And you can be cremated in an actual casket. Many funeral homes will be happy to do it so they can charge well you yeah, extra. Then <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously if this is what you and your family choose, that's great. It's a but lot I of mean, money to just burn up. Right. If I'm going to spend money on my wicker fucking basket, it is not getting burned. It is slowly decomposing with me. Okay. I respect that. Thank you. <laughs> um... So, what goes on during cremation, though? Oh like, what happens no. in the body? No. <laughs> so, prior to any cremation, the mortician will remove any medical or cosmetic implants that interfere with the process. So, pacemakers have, like, batteries that explode inside the machine. What, what about, like, like, boob implants? <laughs> Do they... Yeah, so breast implants, any silicone implants have to be taken out as well. <laughs> Because they melt inside the machine and oh. it requires a lot of cleanup afterwards. Oh my god! It really slows down the process. <laughs> the look See, on this your is face. why we, as a society, need to be more accepting of plastic surgery because <laughs> so people don't feel like ashamed about it, so that you know we don't gum up a yeah crematory. We we need to feel better about our bodies. Yes. Although I mean, if you want plastic surgery. More power to you. It's your body. Do your thing. No, yeah, no. I'm saying that people need to be need to feel comfortable, like yeah. being truthful and like mm -hmm. proud of it, so yeah. that people know. Well, I mean, the doctors will check. Oh, the mortici okay. or morticians will check, not doctors. Okay. Yeah, the morticians check for any implants or cool, things cool, like cool, that. Cool, cool. Yeah, they don't just throw a body in without checking. Okay. Um. Then the body is put into the main chamber where it is exposed to temperatures of 1,800 to 2,000 degrees nope. Fahrenheit. Nope, 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 and nope, I want nope. you to take note of that number and how high it is and how difficult it would be to get to that num to get to that degree with an open air fire because it will be important in way too many cases. <laughs> The amount so of times people try to claim this guy burned up a person in his backyard when they are like fully bone fragments and ash cremated has been infuriating. <laughs> like that's that's like hotter than some kilns. Yeah. You, d you can't do that in your backyard. And there are probably a lot of listeners screaming, making a murder. Yeah, I'm talking about that case right now. Okay, wait, 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 wait. But <laughs> what, about, what about in societies that do funeral pyres? Like, I know it's an all-day thing, but... Typically, you still have the bones pretty well charred, but in a good... It's still pretty solid. Oh, that's lovely. Um, so they still bury the actual bones. Okay, that's cool. Um... Yeah. 
it's why a lot of modern day Hindus opt for the full cremation like this because oh, they get the full ash. Dish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. Okay. Um. So then the body goes through this terrible process. The skin shrivels up. And gases begin to escape through cracks being created inside of the skin. The skull cap, the uh, the skull cap, separates no. from the rest of the skull. No, <laughs> the organs cook into a sponge-like substance, and the bones catch fire. Mm-mm. Gases and smoke from the process are filtered into a secondary chamber in the machine. And it is later released into the atmosphere after being heavily no. filtered. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, heavily filtered. Okay. Um, what's left from this part of the process is brittle bone fabrics and some ash. A large magnet is run over the cremated remains to take out any metal bits left behind, like silver and teeth or metal joints. Because those don't have to be taken out right, prior to. Okay. Um, I'm st- I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the skull cap. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want worms to eat me. I don't want. <laughs> no, I learned about Joan of Arc at too young an age for any of this to sound appealing. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, no. well, she was burned at the stake. I though. know. That's a, that's a whole other level of horror. I know. <laughs> <gasps> okay. Okay. Are we are we done? <laughs> Can we move on to like I don't know. We're close. We're close. Melody. Um. So then the ash and fragments are put into the cremulator. The which what? The cremulator, which breaks down the um, bone <laughs> fragments and turns it into a fine ash. So oh, okay. that fine ash that you think of when you think of cremation, that's where this the is happening. Bone stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and those final remains are put into a box or a chosen container and then given to the family or loved ones of the deceased. Ooh, cool, 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 or cool, cool. if it's a, I don't know a correct term for it, but someone without a next of kin. Um, mm-hmm. they pretty unclaimed. Much just, yeah, unclaimed. They basically just kind of get put in a box and on a shelf and Aww. it's a little sad. Yeah. 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 It happens, right? Mm-hmm. So, an option anyone considering cremation should keep in mind is direct cremation. So, this is something you or a loved one can set up when you are on your way out. And what direct cremation means, you look so terrified, I promise this isn't scary. Um, It is, like, the cheapest burial option available and is super easy. So, it generally should cost about $700 to $1,200 in the U.S., if you're you you say on the way out, does this happen while you're alive? Yeah, so you set up the deal for the direct cremation and pay ahead of time. Oh, okay, cool. So that okay. way, the moment you die and your death certificate goes through, you can just go straight into the cremator. Oh, without like a box? Still with a box. You would still have box, blah, blah, okay. blah. But like okay. this way, you just go straight to it. Or your family can do the natural burial or the home funeral and then right, have you just go straight to the cream. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This isn't about like I thought getting you cremated had, like, while alive. This, is, uh, this okay. is about how to talk to funeral homes oh, about okay. getting this service. 
This is a service. Okay, so they don't pump you full of like fluids before you. Yeah. Okay, nothing. Cool. Yeah. Um. So, and you should always shop around and ask mm-hmm. for the all-inclusive price. Ah. All-inclusive. Um, because, you know, the funeral home will charge you for everything. And the actual cremation, which then you have to pay at the crematory at the sign of service, or double your fees on your bill. So make sure it's all-inclusive and not just the funeral home costs. Um, and it's just like a thing to keep in mind. If you're about to die, if someone you know of is about to die, and you know cremation is what is wanted, mm-hmm. just starting to shop around for dir- direct cremation at funeral homes is a really smart thing. Uh-huh. Um, now, a lot of people love to scatter the ashes of people who have been cremated, so I think this needs to be addressed in the episode. <laughs> in like a don't do it way or in a just like let's talk about it way? Let's talk about it. So it is legal to scatter ashes on your personal property. Ah. On public property, however, you can only scatter ashes in designated um, ash scattering areas. So this will be typically in cemeteries and forest areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're scattering ashes somewhere that isn't a designated area or your personal property. Be sneaky. Be aware it's illegal. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say don't. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry if I just like crushed your dreams of having your ashes scattered at Disneyland. Because, yeah. Well, you can just be That's sneaky. Much they can't. No, they have cameras everywhere. They will vacuum that shit up. <laughs> you can't. There have been multiple people who try to give birth at Disneyland. What? No, and they wait. have so Whoa. many cameras. They get every single one of those people out in less than thirteen minutes. So I have <laughs> a lot of follow-up questions <laughs> that I feel like they don't belong on this podcast. But <laughs> if anyone has tried to give birth at Disney World or Land, please let me study you. Please email us at it's a scary life <laughs> at gmail.com and tell us your story. I want to know that story. I respect the shit out of somebody that who is wants a to have birth their kid plan. at Disneyland. That is an insane birth plan. That is metal as fuck, and I want to talk to you. And if anyone was <laughs> actively born at Disneyland despite their best attempts... No one has been. I not one. Come talk to us. They're very proud that not one child has been born. <laughs> okay, fair. They are very proud. I know you're out there. Secret Disney baby. <laughs> Secret <laughs> Disney baby. Find us. <laughs> Email us. Okay. Um, um so don't scatter ashes where you're not allowed. Wink yeah. wink. <laughs> we didn't tell you to. <laughs> We take no legal responsibility ever, mm. so don't do it, but be sneaky. Live your life. Yeah. Live your life. Yeah. Um, so I found out also during research that the scattering laws also apply to those bio urns where you put cremated remains into an urn that Aww. will then fertilize a seed. And then it becomes a tree, which breaks my heart because I want to be a tree when I die. And there are way too many laws surrounding planting trees over graves and putting tree like plant. Yeah, there's way. Can I legally be buried in my yard? Yes. If we personally own it, depending on the state, 
um, in Virginia. Absolutely. I don't necessarily want to go all that. Listen, I've lived in Missouri. That is <laughs> <laughs> that was conservative enough. There, there are some parts of Virginia that are not super duper conservative. I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, that is that's exactly what I'm saying. I think Though I have a friend who lives there, like my dearest friend. So yeah, yeah, actually, we can we can sort of move there, but we could just convince them the to move here. The thing is, I can proudly state that I have never actually lived somewhere that was once a plantation. So we're not going to change that. Yeah, I would like to not change that. that yeah, that's lovely. good. Yeah, nope. Mm -mm. Um, you know, I don't mind visiting other areas of the United States. I don't want to live somewhere that was once a plantation. Yeah. Mm, not me comfortable. Mm -mm. So next, we're diving into what's become the most popular form for body dysmorphia. Embalming? Embalming. Cool, cool, cool. So embalming is the process of replacing the blood and fluids inside the body with a chemical solution to temporarily preserve the body. Are you you're not going to you're not going to tell me what happens when the fluids go in, right? Melody. Not necessarily. We're, we'll get there. You'll see. Okay. Um during the Civil War, a man named Thomas Holmes traveled from battlefield to battlefield embalming bodies for $100 a pop Ooh. and training others to embalm them. And then selling them his embalming fluid that he called safe for $3 a bottle. This early solution used arsenic to preserve <laughs> the bodies. <laughs> which, as you can imagine, with the lack of caring about safety Ooh. gear in the 19th and early 20th century, a lot of embalmers yeah, got poisoned. Uh, that is so bold. I, as much as I don't like this guy, <laughs> I kind of respect it like you're like yeah this is totally safe it's called it's safe. arsenic it's fucking just yeah it's fine it's safe for the body yeah we're not going anywhere body, it's fine yeah um so arsenic is recognized as the best embalming fluid but it is also bound for um t for to for use because of its extreme ha harm no that it can cause shit. to the embalmer because even with ppe it yeah no um, so modern day embalming now uses a formaldehyde based solution. Formaldehyde is still risky and causes an increased risk of leukemia and ALS in embalmers, even with proper PPE usage. Okay. Um, so what happens to the body during embalming? Melody, no. So first no. the embalmer will prepare the body by cleaning up the skin. Then they will what? add these... Yeah, they wash the body. They clean. Oh, I thought you said peel up the skin. I oh, no. <laughs> I was so... No. <laughs> oh. Okay. Clean. Clean, clean up the skin. It. Okay, we're good. We're and good. then they add caps to the eyes to keep the eyelids um, from opening. Okay, that's fine. They wire the jaw shut. Cool. And glue the lips together with a pleasant expression. Next, uh, um, I should say that this is a typical embalming. This is not if the body needs reconstruction or has already gone through an autopsy or has a lot of other elements. This is just like the person died normal. Okay. Um, so next, they will prepare the chemical solution for the body, which includes formaldehyde, water, dyes that help perk up the skin. Um, and something called a wetting agent, 
which when you look up what wetting agent is, it basically just describes something that lubricates. And uh. like, I still don't know what wetting agent is. And Caitlin Doty was like, I went to mortuary school <laughs> and I have no clue what this is. If you know, can you email <laughs> us? Because that's yeah. If if I'm you curious. are someone who makes wedding agent and knows what it is made out of, maybe tell us, please. Yeah. Um, can they also tell us on like Instagram or Twitter? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> whatever, whatever platform they choose. Okay. Um. So then, a small incision is made around the collarbone. And the embalmer locates the carotid artery and the jugular vein. So one tube goes into the artery, uh-huh. another goes into the vein. The chemical solution goes in through the artery and the blood comes out through the vein. Gross. And, and then is directed to the drain. During um, this part of the process, the embalmer will also like massage the body to make sure the fluids are being distributed throughout at all since there isn't like blood pumping yeah it's not being pumped um and according to caitlin doty Mm -hmm. you can actually see the body become pink and plump as the fluid goes in i don't like that i don't i think that's really interesting actually i mean sure on an intellectual level it's interesting to watch this person who is a little bluish maybe grayish become pink again i i think that would i think it would be interesting okay (laughs) i'll stay in the other room while you do that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so next comes the cavity embalming, which involves the center, cav- uh, the center cavity being aspirated or sucked out to remove any gas, fluids, or feces that have been built up inside. Cool. So a trocar, which is basically a large, high, hollow needle, is poked into different areas of the abdomen for about 20 minutes. And it sucks up all the unwanted gas, fluids, and solids. Then a more highly concentrated embalming fluid is injected through the trocar back into the cavity. The holes left from the trocar are plugged up with a trocar button, which looks like a little plastic screw. You know, (laughs) I know that the person that this is happening to is a corpse and therefore no longer <laughs> capable of feeling, but, um... It's gross. Gross. It's just, I get sympathetic pains mm. from, and it's, mm. I'm deeply uncomfortable okay. right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it's not, it's not an easy thing to hear about. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like in school when they tell you, like, how they got mummy's brains out. Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God. How exciting was uh, that day? I was so freaked out. I was like, tell me about any other part of it ancient Egyptian culture. It jumbled into a goo was no, my response. No, 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 no. I, like, that day I was, like, really uncomfortable and freaked out. And then the day we talked about how many people died on the Titanic. Oh, okay. Oh well, I actually, I didn't find out from when we studied in school. I actually found out seeing the mummy in theaters. Oh, nice. And I got so excited. And I actually remember asking my dad after seeing the movie, being like, is that what they really did to mummies? Oh, they yeah. They took out all their organs and took the brain out and stuff. I was so excited. Because they didn't know <laughs> what the brain did. And so it, like, obviously wasn't important, right? Mm. Yeah. And so it didn't have a little, a fun it little jar, which is, yeah. you know, kind of sad. Yeah. But, I mean, think about the kick-ass jar or container they would have made for the brain if they oh. knew. It like, would have represented Ra. Yeah. 
but they, it would have had to be a different shape than the other jars. Oh, of course. That's fun. Anyways. Anywho. Yeah. Um, and then at this point in embalming, so any um, orifices that might leak are packed with gauze. I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then the body is ready for beautification, which is when they paint it, put makeup on it, get, get the person pretty. After they did, they just shoved several liters of fucking formaldehyde. Yep, through their neck, mm-hmm. and like stuffed their <laughs> ass with gauze. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna pass. I don't like the visual of having to stuff gauze up a dead person's ass or vagina. I mean, if it pays <laughs> well, I guess. But like, do your thing. But, like, y- do you remember doing those science experiments where we had to, like, dissect stuff? And oh, like yeah. And, the frog had been soaked in formaldehyde and the smell was just, ugh. It was fine. I, th- I think ours were pretty well washed off. It didn't smell too bad. They pulled theirs right out of the jar and gave us gloves and were like, oh. Sucks to suck, kids. Ours came out of plastic bags. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, they so were cute. soaked in formaldehyde, washed off preserved in the bag and then sent to the school oh no i don't i don't remember a bag nice they and just fancy plopped one on and then the girl who i was doing who i was partnering with like it's fully whipped out it terrifies me that your school puts such an unstable chemical in front of you i mean here's the thing i don't know what was in the jar i know there was some formaldehyde but like if it was a preserving agent yeah and you had to wear gloves that was not good for you. You should not have been doing that. I had to. Okay. Like, obviously, the fact that I could have gotten leukemia or something is bad. But, like, I had to use scissors to break the frog's jaw. That was traumatized. That was bad. Your growing up in Missouri stories scare me so much. It wasn't just Missouri. Back <laughs> me up. Uh, anyone who was not from Missouri who had to, like, break the frog's jaw and, like, maybe it had formaldehyde well, we, we, on it still. We had to break the jaw. That was a part of it, but, yeah. like, it, it, it was clean. It didn't have those... Did you touch it with your bare hands? No, we were required to wear gloves. Okay, but, like, so, like, it might have been clean. It just smelled of formaldehyde. Like, but we, like, it wasn't absolutely necessary. I know we could have not been wearing gloves. Oh, no. They told us we had to. Yeah. Otherwise, it'd be dangerous. Oh, fuck. Like, ours was not actively still soaking. (laughs) So, did you do, I know the worms were just, like, in a jar soaking. Oh, we didn't do worms. Oh, we we had to do, like, the long worms, and we had to cut them. It was gross. And my partner wimped out, bless her. <laughs> Amber, I I know you, you tried to be brave, and you did take all the notes, and your handwriting was much better than mine, but yeah. I did have to break a frog's jaw. Yeah. Sarah, you were a great lab partner. We we powered through that and got <laughs> that heart out. I do appreciate, because my handwriting was chicken scratch. It was the best division of labor. It just... <laughs> I had the best lo- I had the best lab partner in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. It was one of my best friends growing up in elementary school, and so like yeah, we had a great time. We just both looked at each other and we're like, we're not going to be wimpy like the other girls, and we're not going to be like throwing frog particles at each other like the boys. I wore too much eyeliner to wimp out. I wore too much. <laughs> I, I looked too <laughs> fucking goth to wimp out. I just needed to get a good grade more than I was disgusted. I kept True, apologizing that's exactly to the frog. How I saw it. <laughs> 
like as I was like cutting into it <laughs> and like breaking his, ch- I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm Aww. so sorry. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. So are we gonna talk about like water creation? Yeah, we're we're getting into stuff. Ooh. Yeah. So what we've discussed thus far are burial method. Burial methods that are legal in all fifty states. Um. But there are some new technologies emerging that are legal in some select states. And we want to just keep an eye out for and watch as it becomes more widely accepted as we move forward. So the first of that is alkaline hydrolysis, which is a fancy, so cool. fancy, fancy term. Alkaline hydrolysis is referred to also as flameless cremation, biocremation, or water cremation. So during this process, process the body is placed in what's essentially like a silk bag and put inside of a water vessel which is like this large metal chamber mm-hmm. if you picture like an iron lung but large enough to fit a whole person and enclosed you have a water vessel okay you have a water vessel okay this is now starting to freak me out okay <laughs> <laughs> do they have um, to like jiggle it no okay so inside of the vessel the body is subjected to heat, pressure, and a solution of water and lye. Oh, <laughs> okay. And That's then powerful. the end result is a small pile of white ash mm. that is given to the family. Oh, nice. And then like this brown liquid goo that is disposed of down the drain. Okay. So alkaline hydrolysis is legal in 19 states. Those states are Alabama, California, Colorado, Connecticut, uh, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Kansas, Maine, Maryland, Missouri, Minnesota, Nevada, North Carolina, Oregon, Utah, Vermont, and Wyoming. And I will tell you, the first time I heard about alkaline hydrolysis, it Uh was only legal in two states. Oh. So in the last six years... Yeah, it's become more it's accepted. Beca- yeah, it's becoming more widely accepted and widely used, and mm-hmm. I love that. And then the next new technology is human composting, which I am so interested in. I feel like it's just like a more intensive natural burial. Like yeah, 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 it's a very deliberate natural burial um, that allows for you to also be planted yeah. in a legal manner. Yeah, um, as a long lot as it's of not like those like mushroom guys from Hannibal, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Still one of the coolest scenes. Like, oh no, listen! What a death! It was amazing, but also horrifying. They were still alive, Melody. Yeah. It was horrific. I know. Ah, okay. But what a way to kill somebody! Yeah, like how fascinating. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So the human composting has been mm. in the news quite a bit lately since Colorado recently made it legal. Awesome. Now, the phrase human composting tends to terrify people because I guess they picture just like putting a body into the ground and then growing, growing like the food we eat from that, which is extreme. <laughs> Very well, extreme. That I mean, y- no, because <laughs> you don't just put meat and dairy into your compost pile. Like yeah. that's fucked up. Yeah. You've exactly. got especially like there's a reason blood meal is a thing in gardening. Mm-hmm. Like there's you have to deal with 
animal byproduct and like meat and stuff in a very specific way for it to be safe to go into the ground and not be like passing on nonsense exactly (laughs) yeah uh so did you uh but the process just it has more nuance than that okay what do we do oh yeah so um and currently human compost cannot be used in actual like agriculture Maybe no, one day, fuck? once it's gone. Maybe one day, once it's gone through the full process okay. and is just soil. I want to grow some strawberries, time, man. I know it'd be fun. <laughs> um, like I don't want it used <laughs> for like fucking spinach or kale, but like, <laughs> what? I love you. Love you too. <laughs> so, uh, the process involves um, placing the body in a mix of wood chips. Similar mm-hmm. to like your composting materials, like mulchy type wood chips. Exactly. Nice. Yes, and that allows thermophilic or heat um, heat attracted microbes and bacteria to get to work. Mm-hmm. The body is kept at 150 degrees Fahrenheit to kill off any contagions. Cool, cool, cool. And it prevents the soil from being contaminated. Mm-hmm. So as these microbes just naturally allow the person to decompose. How long does that take? Like, what's the length of the process? Um, I haven't. I wasn't able to find information on the full length of that process. Yeah. I think it's because right now it's a trade secret. Because I feel like there's an easy way for us to experiment on that. We could, yes. And I do want to look more into, like, um, human farms is the best way for me to phrase it. Okay, no. No, 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 Forensic no, farms it is, is what it not. is. <laughs> forensic farms. Okay. Yeah. Where people who have sold their body to science decompose. Right. And then they study it. And, and the they study and that decomposition. Yeah. So I feel like I could get a gauge from looking more into that but i'm gonna say roughly two to three months at this point oh that's really cool because in this book i read that had like these like okay it was sci-fi it's um oh gosh it was by becky chambers i think i'll need to check all of this okay Becky chambers maybe maybe um so she was writing about this um far into the future generation ship and how they dealt with their dead bodies is they composted them. Okay. And then they, and then like each community would get their members back and they would go into the community gardens and grow the food. And I, it was just really sweet and beautiful. Can I actually (laughs) look up on my phone? Yeah, go, go for it. Yeah. Um, But from here, the bodies are placed into planters. Mm-hmm. And have a garden placed over them that the family can then visit. And how nice is that? You are a garden that people get to enjoy. Okay, if I don't, if I can't be like strawberries, I want to be daffodils. Oh yeah, you mostly I just want a natural burial because I like the wicker thing. Yeah, but I I I am personally someone who is very comforted by the idea of the fact that I will one day be decomposing into the earth and feeding it. Oh yeah, I love that. I love that for me. Yeah, and I mean, I was raised in a gardening family, so it just feels really comfortable. Yeah. Like, 
I don't super like thinking about my own death. It's oh. not comfortable for me. I know. We, we See, differ. when Mufasa explained the circle of life to me when I was a child, I took it to heart and I was like, great, I will one day be grass that is eaten by something. And that was beautiful to me. That's fair. I saw Lion King 2 <laughs> first, and so consider it the superior <laughs> film. Um, okay, but the book I was talking about was by Becky Chambers. It's called Record of a Spaceborn Few, and it's great. Okay. It's I'll delightful. I'll yeah, yeah. read that. And she also, it's based on, it's in the same world as a couple of her other novels, and Ooh. they're all excellent. Cool. Welcome to SF. It's all great. Okay. Okay. And getting to our last little topic for the episode. What what are people doing with their bodies? <laughs> Since I mentioned it earlier, I will touch upon before I let everyone go. Chinese ghost brides. Okay. So in some parts of China, there is a tradition where you cannot bury a woman who is unmarried. It is considered dishonorable and a disgrace. So in order to have someone put in a permanent plot, they have to marry after they have died, and then they are buried in their husband's family's plot. Right. So this is sometimes done well into decomposition. And yes, Mm. touching the body at this point seems so gross, disgusting, but it is safe as long as you touch your hands or wash your hands before touching your face or ingesting anything. And as this practice goes, it's somewhat more common solely because a lot of men who want to remain unmarried may take a ghost bride to relieve any pressure to marry. Okay, fair. It's a yeah. It's a it's a cultural. It's a cultural thing. I don't fully understand. Yeah, but uh, sure. Yeah. No. As a as a white people whose <laughs> family came from Europe, I don't get to comment on this. Fully do not have any legs to yeah. stand on. I mean, for me, the best cultural burial is the Thai sky burial. So, or is it Tibetan? Tibet. Oh, it's Tibetan, Tibetan, Tibetan. Um, the Tibetan sky burial, which is where they lay, they're so high up in the mountains that they can't dig. Right, so so they lay animals. out their bodies on a cliff, and vultures and other scavengers come and take away the decomposing flesh, and then they come and collect the bones and use them for useful things like tools. Okay, the tools thing is pretty cool. I yeah. just, I'm just a wimp. I I mean, sky burial sounds amazing to me. I would it is love a that. little too <laughs> metal for me specifically. I'm gonna go with like, you know, be in a tree. Whether yeah. that means fully decomposing or just I like plopping a tree over me. Yeah, I mean, I personally just want to give back to the earth that gives me everything I have. So, if I could if specify that only ravens get to eat me, nice. that would be fine. But Listen, and this is very superficial, but ravens are adorable and cute and deserve everything good in this world. I know that vultures are very important to... No, they're they're very important to their ecosystem. Oh, of course. And they're wonderful and majestic. And I love watching them at the Linkin Park Zoo at feeding time. 
Right. But if I'm going to be eaten, I want to specifically be eaten by ravens because they're the cutest <laughs> and I love them <laughs> and we both like lamb. So. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't technically want to be eaten by, like, I don't want to actually be eaten by birds. No. But no, like no, 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 not at all. But if I had to be. But, like, I don't, I wouldn't care. If I died in Tibet, I would prefer it. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not something we can do in the U.S. We don't get to like you can't just put a go to a body in a park designated area and yeah. have vultures eat it. Unfortunately, which I wish we could. I wish we did have those types of designated areas in Death Valley. That'd be fun. It's I'd unused space anyway. I mean, I'd want to check with any uh, indigenous uh, societies. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Just because like that might be chill that might not be but yeah other than that it just squicked me out slightly but (laughs) you know i am as we have mentioned before on this podcast a wimp yes very proudly so (laughs) so (laughs) yeah also don't use me for rose bushes they are too much trouble far too much trouble maintenance don't plant high maintenance flowers yeah no i don't want that nope if you're gonna plant something high maintenance, make it a food thing. <laughs> like strawberries. Yeah, strawberries aren't high maintenance. They They're fine. Be. You just gotta keep the birds off if you want to eat them. <laughs> That's all. The watering can be a thing. Yeah. Well, too much, you can too irrigate. little, and they're fucked. Yeah. But you know, if you put some, if you put some straw down, and you make sure that they've got good drainage, oh, you yeah, know. That's true. Yeah. We always did them in the raised bed, so I think that helped a lot. That's smart, yeah. Yeah, I would. yeah. Also, then you don't have to bend down as far to get them. So <laughs> it's yeah, it was better for mom's back. Yeah. And knees. That's yeah. sweet. Yeah. Mostly Sasha and I picked them because uh, we had no impulse control. Yep. <laughs> I snuck so many strawberries. So many. Yeah. I hope my mom's not listening to this part. Right. <laughs> constantly just stole strawberries that we should have divided equitably and we didn't (laughs) okay i mean what do you expect from your children when you are growing some of your own food they're probably gonna do that yeah and like sasha loved cherry tomatoes my my yeah love cherry tomatoes they're delicious and so when she was two we literally planted some specifically so she could pick them and eat them like right off the vine and I don't get to just sneak some strawberries? Nah. Yeah. My grandparents, they had like this half acre yard in their house at their home in Altadena. Hell yeah. It was the best yard. It had a 10 foot deep pool. Ooh. Oh, I learned to swim in that pool. Nice. Um, And the next door neighbors had these cherry tomato bushes. And like a lot of, some of the branches would like Fall hang over. Fall over yard, yeah. Um. And so, and sometimes we would be bad kids and like hop into their yard <laughs> and then like hop back over the fence. I and mean, take this is why you tomatoes. make friends with your neighbors. Um, and then my grandparents also had a plum tree. And Ooh. I remember one day my brother being um, the younger of my two brothers being in the tree throwing plums to me and me collecting them and me collecting them in my dress and my mother getting pissed <laughs> because it stained my dress. And, like, sitting during the rest of the family gathering in my underwear while she was scrubbing (laughs) the stains out. Oh, shout out to Melody's mom. Yep. You're real cool. (laughs) What a champ. 
I feel I feel like carrying fruit in a in a skirt or <laughs> in a shirt <laughs> is just like such a deeply human like primal experience. Yeah. Like everybody talks about <laughs> primal experiences as like fighting, killing, brr. No. It's just gathering things. You know what's a really deep primal experience that people don't give enough credit? Cuddling babies. Grooming. Oh, yeah. We groom each other as a social thing. And just because in modern times we act like it's weird and only people who are service people should be doing that for us. No. Wash your, like, wash your friend's feet. Paint your friend's nails. Like, do each other's eyebrows. Melody has popped my zits. Like, I I will sit down. And she will, like, come at me (laughs) with all her little things. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy it deeply. (laughs) I mean, it's fine. It's nice. Yeah. 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 I I don't know. I, my mother was someone who is someone who shows affection through grooming. Yeah. And so I show a lot of my affection through grooming. Yeah. And I don't understand people who don't. (laughs) I just feed people and expect them to understand. Well, yeah. that's just being Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's also very primal, just like sharing your food. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. Have we the want food to that take care of each other for the best interest and the survival of our species. Yeah. It's also just fun. Well, yeah. Community yeah. is a good thing. We yeah. survive better when, a gr- when we're in a group. Yeah. I could not lone wolf anything because nope. actual wolves don't do that shit. No, they don't. Lone Wolf and Alpha Wolf both fucking myths. Shit. Wolves are family groups. Yep. Cute. With alternating leaders depending on the situation. Yeah. Also, apparently they're really fluffy. Like they just you can like stick your whole hand. (laughs) I want I know that there are certain places where you can pet wolves in like a a safe safe environment. Yeah. Where where it's beneficial for you and the wolf because they're like rescues or something. Yeah. I would like to ethically pet a wolf. I have a feeling there might be some type of tourist attraction like that in Scandinavia somewhere. Yes. I wanna (laughs) I wanna pet a wolf. Same. I just want to cuddle. Some of the best dogs that I've known have just been really fluffy, big dogs. Like, the best <laughs> dogs. Like, the two, my two favorite dogs in the whole world. One of whom I currently know, and one of whom passed when I was younger, but was Aww. just amazing. Um, Hal was the best boy. Oh, Yeah, I know. Um, and, like, so big, fluffy dog, which is close-ish to wolf i'm just like yes <laughs> that's a dog sometimes i look at them and i just go that's a bear um friend bear friend bear friend yes. <laughs> anywho as we are chatting oh yeah we're fully we should, done <laughs> yeah we're fully done we can wrap it up <laughs> bye guys so thanks yeah. so much where we can they follow us yes we thank you so so much for listening and people can follow us on Facebook, It's a Scary Life, Twitter at It's a Scary Life, Instagram, It's a Scary Life, and Patreon. Yes, we are on Patreon under the name It's a Scary Life. It is patreon.com slash It's a Scary Life if you want to support us. And we do actually have another patron <gasps> to thank my dear, lovely, gentle giant James Vice. Thank you, James. Um, Hopefully, we will get you two meeting when we do a trip to California. Yeah. 
Um, he's, he's already made an excellent first impression. <laughs> <laughs> and he he thinks you are an absolute delight. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm blushing. Yes, we thank you all for listening. If you would like to help us ever improve the Ink Podcast, become a patron. Or if you would like us to actually be able to invest in doing things like merch or live shows, that'd be cool too. Do it. We want to use Cal's designs everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. Yes. Let's make our logo designer some money. Yes. <laughs> also, shout out. We still absolutely adore the logo. Yes. So Cal Walker for your graphic design amazing. needs. Amazing. They're so cool yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> anywho then yep. we thank you so much we hope that you have a lovely day go get therapy yeah just it's fun it's do nice. the thing just get therapy don't question it if good. you think you don't need it you do um it's fine it's like going in for like a touch-up for your hairstyle you know yeah yeah it's like your highlights or your uh your annual for any other part of your body your brain your brain needs some uh, attention too also we're going through a traumatic cultural event right now yes so go get therapy just check in <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. right love you guys love you we'll hopefully be uh hearing from you and you will hear from us soon yay Woo. bye